The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And we've had a, a month now in the new energies and uh, hopefully you're all beginning to adjust to what that is like. And our guest today, Alicia Isaacs Howes, is going to give us another uh, view, another way of looking at what is taking place in the world through your own soul story. So, Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm delighted you're here, too. It's, it's a fascinating topic. And perhaps before we, we get, into, get into the actual different aspects of it, you could uh, tell our listeners exactly what your soul story is. Yes, of course. I'd love to. This is one of my favorite topics. Um, so everybody, everybody has a soul story. And another term that some of you may already be familiar with is your Akashic Record. And so the way that I use soul story is because I feel that it kind of uh, conveys the essence of it a little bit better than Akashic. But Akasha is basically a Sanskrit word meaning energy, the energy substance from which all life is formed. And the Akashic records or your soul story is uh, records for you all the ways that you use your energy, so your thoughts, your words, your actions, your choices, your emotions, through all time, spaces, and dimensions. So from the very moment that you became a separate individual spark of consciousness. And uh, it's recorded for you so that we can explore that to look at how we are growing in our mastery, what we're ready to teach, what we'd like to maybe explore in another form or time. And there's this, this, this amazing tool and it's uh, also, it's a tool, but it's also really the energy of our soul. Only love and truth resides in this energy, and only love and truth can come through when you connect to your soul story. So it's a very healing energy, and a lot of shifts can happen in that place. And how did you actually get involved in, in working with uh, the Akashic Records? Mm, that's a great question. I'll give you the, the shortest version of the story I can. Um, but I, I came to the States in 1995. I'd uh, grown up as an intuitive but never really acknowledging that or, or kind of fostering it, feeling very uncomfortable with it. And I was doing very well in the corporate world and, you know, getting the six-figure salary and managing lots of people and feeling, uh, you know, okay. I was doing okay and then started to get sick. <laughs> um, my body started to talk to me to tell me that I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. 
And so I had a couple of physical conditions. One, I was misdiagnosed actually with rheumatoid arthritis and had to go on, uh, you know, I had a pretty severe autoimmune reaction and had to go on steroids. And then I had another diagnosis for a disease that, for which there is no cure. It just progressively gets worse. And so when I heard that, I realized that Western medicine wasn't fulfilling all of my needs and I had to find another way to heal my body. And I, be, I came across my um, healer through my hairdresser. Uh, she became a very dear friend, teacher, and mentor. And she was the one who first mentioned the term Akashic Records to me. And as soon as I heard that term, it kind of zinged through me. And I had my very first reading in July of 2000. And I can remember it so vividly. It's like one of those crystal clear memories. I can remember how I prepared, how I felt, a combination of feeling really anxious and very excited. And in that one hour, my whole life changed. Because not only did I receive the healing from a miscarriage, and I'd always wanted to be a mom. That was one of my dreams from before I can remember. So the miscarriage had, you know, all, you know, all the grief and all the lost dreams, but from a lifetime, because I'd been dreaming of that moment for a very long time. Uh, but I also came out of that reading knowing that I really needed to share this opportunity with others, this ability to heal at that level, that quickly and that gracefully. And uh, six months later, I took my first class. <laughs> so that so was is, that, a, so yeah, is that with someone else years. guiding you or just on your own? I'm sorry, could you say that again? Yeah, was that, that, that one-hour session, was that with someone else guiding oh, you? Yes, uh, that was my teacher, my healer, oh, Judy okay. Arbiter. Yeah. She um, opened up my records for me because I didn't know what this was or how to do it. And uh, so I was, yeah, I was a client in the session. And, uh, so then you started your own training of, of, of how to actually do it for others. Yes, now I, uh, I do it for others, and I also love to teach others how to do it for themselves. Um, that's, that's one of my greatest joys is this, everybody has a soul story, and we all access it. Some of us do it very unconsciously, and we might not be aware, but there's no reason that you can't do this whenever you wish because this is a place where love and truth resides, and who doesn't want more of that, <laughs> you know, for making decisions about our health care, you know, how to move forward with our families or our finances, job decisions, uh, creative writing, whatever it is, you know, love and truth is always going to help us uh, to move forwards and, and get results better than we can imagine otherwise. So obviously <laughs> it takes time to, to, to do a session and so on, but just give us a little bit of an overview as to, as to what a session is like, how it works. Yes. So what I do is, um, if you're having a session with me or with somebody like me, um, they can't read your records unless you give them specific permission. Your record is your sacred space and your record keepers protect that space and record the information for you. So only those you give permission to can access it. And so if, if you and I were working together, um, we would uh, come together, I'd get your agreement. And I usually say a prayer out loud and then I say it silently a couple of times using your first and last legal name. And that helps me just to tune into your specific records. And then uh, often there are impressions of energy that come up as I'm connecting. Sometimes they're purely symbolic. You know, I might see us going into a glade or a, some kind of, you know, protected space. Other times they're very relevant. They're, you know, I'm picking up on it, energies around your questions that you might have prepared. Um, you know, once I started seeing a woman, very specific body type and very specific hair, and most of my clients I never meet, so I, it wasn't this woman I was, I was seeing, but it was her sister, and she was on her list of questions, so we started there. Um, and other times it might be 
uh, I'm interpreting the information in my way, but you or the client is always the one who knows their life best. So my example is uh, just a year ago, I was working with somebody who I saw as a ballerina as I was going into her records, and her feet were really hurting, and she's taking off her ballet and rubbing the soles of her feet. And so I started to interpret it as, you know, oh, maybe you're not grounded or some block in your feet chakra. And she said, no, 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 I've got new shoes on and they're really hurting my feet and I just <laughs> took them off. So sometimes it's, uh, it, you know, you, you're going to be able to help me interpret what's coming through. Um, and it seems and then to me it's a bit like a synergistic experience then when you and the, let's call them the client that you're working with, you're both energetically in an mm. elevated state and so you can feed off each other a little bit. Yes, yeah, we're kind of connecting into a place where there is no time or space. So that's why I was able to, I guess, pick up on what she was doing. Um, a, yeah, we, we go, your, once your records are open, your consciousness expands. So if you do have questions prepared ahead of time, sometimes they kind of drop off your list. They're no longer as pressing. And other bigger ones will come up or new ones will come in. And, and really what you're doing is you're opening up to what will really serve you in that space to clear or shift or integrate and align with. And so it's always for the highest good. And, and so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. We never know what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so the, I mean, I'm sure our listeners will be interested to know how, it, in what forms the information come to. It sounds like you have some vision or a see, but what, what, in what other ways are you picking up the information? Yes, um, I definitely have a combination of different ways, and everybody has their own intuitive language. Um, I definitely have um, visions, you know, almost like a movie playing out. It starts with a feeling, so I tend to get feeling and vision very closely together. Uh, but um, I've, I, I feel, I have empathy, like so I have the clear sentience as well. Um, but once, this is the funniest thing, I had a client who, where as soon as I opened up her records, I could smell lilac, and I didn't have any lilac near me, um, and it was really present. It wasn't until the very end of the reading when I was talking about a rose, and my client finally made the connection that she'd had a tattoo of a lilac rose uh, put on her in memory of her mother, and we were talking about her mother at the time, and so the lilac and the rose finally, it was like this beautiful bookends to the reading, like oh, yeah. it finally made sense. <laughs> so... Um, but normally I don't smell. That was kind of unusual. <laughs> but I do know. I do know from my own work that that certain fragrances that come forward seem to connect with a deep level of, of being within people, often in a past life situation or, or even, as you say, family members' involvement. So I know that a sudden smell, which seems completely out of place, can be quite significant. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it is. So, so one of the issues um, that I, I've certainly come across with, with uh, connecting to past live Akashic Record uh, information is the concern that the people can become totally sort of obsessed with who they might have been in a, in a past <laughs> life and, and missing the point of what the information is actually there to tell you. So talk to us a bit about that. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's a great question. Um, well, when I, when I first learned the records, you know, I did have a curiosity, you know, where was I and why am I connected to this person? Why do of I feel course. strongly about this particular place on the planet? And so, you know, I was doing a little bit of that curiosity stuff as well. And um, what I realized is that that's all fine and good, and there are definitely readers who specialize in that, in looking at just past lives. Um, what I really feel that the greatest power of the this this energy or this tool is in is helping us to release any illusions, any distortions of the truth, any subconscious or unconscious blocks from this lifetime or another 
that are preventing us from living our fullest, most joyful, you know, brightest life right here, right now. And so other lifetimes do come up when I'm working with people. If they're bringing forward an energy that you perhaps, you know, you might have uh, uh, had an experience in another life where, you know, uh, gosh, let me see. Um, so one of my clients, I'm kind of going into another area, but one of my clients has a phobia of spiders and couldn't even say the word. And when we looked, you know, at what that was about, a past life did come up. And in this instance, it was connected with a lot of punishment that she received as a child in another lifetime. And the way that her father would control her and vent his anger was by putting her in an outside lavatory, which was just filled with spiders. And so spiders in her mind have become associated with um, punishment, rejection, abandonment, and pain, and also feeling unworthy and not good enough. And so that was what was coming up for her to release, to release those feelings, those illusions. And as she did, we did that energetically in the records, she also then released the phobia. And so it allowed her to move forward in a more joyful way. Um, So that's where I think the real power of of this work is. So phobias then, where where there's there's an irrational fear of something, is often wrapped up in a previous association that, that is an illusion. Yes, yes, because um, at some level, you know, our, our, we, you know, our consciousness has held on to the idea of, you know, that we've energetically um, grasped onto that idea, that illusion that I'm unworthy or I deserve to be punished or, um, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for the next mistake I make, for example, as my client with a phobia had. And then, you know, that had become associated visually for her with spiders. And so she had made this, you know, connection um, that in this lifetime it was no longer serving her and it was coming up as a real bother. It was getting worse because it was no longer serving her and she was ready to deal with it. You know, she was no longer that little seven-year-old girl with a very controlling father. And she'd had that experience. She'd learned a, a lot in that particular lifetime. And as she was able to incorporate the blessings, she was able to then let go of the pain and the illusions around her own worthiness. And then the phobia was gone. And so <laughs> no you can actually needed. clear those uh, energ- energetically from the Akashic Record itself. Yes, yes, because it's about realigning to the truth of who you are. And the truth of who, who we all are is divine beings of infinite light. And, um, you know, we, we choose to come here and experience the physical 3D realm as human beings. And we, you know, we experience the illusions that the physical realm presents for us so that we can really understand how energy works in this realm and, and what's it like to feel loss and grief. You know, we don't get to feel that when we're not in a body. You know, we know there is no loss. We know that there is no end to any of us. So, you know, that's where the physical realm, you know, and also the joys of it, you know, the, the, you know, the amazing um, senses that we're able to experience just through being in a human body. And then, but the truth is that we are still infinite beings. And when we reconnect to that, it's easier for us to move energy with energy and move those illusions out <laughs> and realign to, you know, our, our greatest potential. So, Alicia, we're actually coming up to our first break, which we'll take now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com, where you'll find all sorts of information there, not least of which are the monthly newsletters, and there will be the February newsletter coming out just in the next few days, where there's some great information on what we've been doing in terms of our landscape zodiac work, and also a description of the end times that we are moving through now and, and how we can best uh, adjust to this new way of being in this new wonderful world that we're in. And part of that, I, w- I want to come back with uh, Alicia Isaacs Howes in a moment, is to talk a little bit a bit more about how um, working with energy and working with the invisible realms can have a big, profound impact on our physical uh, well-being as well. And just also to mention my uh, myheartcenterjourney.com, we have an ambassadors of class, uh, class, ambassadors of light class, excuse me, ambassadors of light class this Thursday at 5:30 as part of the My Heart Centered journey, journey that we are on. And this is a class that I do every two weeks, and giving everybody an update of what is happening in the world right in current time now and experiences that we've had and how we can help uh, ourselves navigate through this new world that we are in. So back to you, Alicia. Tell us a little bit more about this, this um, ability or opportunity to work with releasing these energy constructs which then allow the physical to be released from from some of its uh, challenges. Mm, okay. Yeah, well, well, once you open up your records, you can go exploring um, and look at whatever is coming up for you in your life as a 
a physical pain or an emotional upset, you know, a blockage or the inability to make a decision or to make the changes that you know you want to make but you're feeling blocked with. Um, or even financial, you know, money's energy too. So it shows up um, in all kinds of ways in our lives, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and, and obviously spiritually. And so once your records are open, you can then ask questions to look at, you know, what is it that I most need to release at this time? Or how am I not, um, how am I blocking my ability to receive, for example? Or um, it could be anything. So if we have a client with, um, I'm just trying to think about different situations. Um, so I was just recently talking to somebody um, who's looking uh, to become pregnant and has had some difficulties with that. So going into the records to look at, you know, what is it that um, I need to shift in order to be, you know, ready for a healthy uh, pregnancy and bring a healthy, beautiful baby into the world. And, and, and the answers that come up will be related to whatever it is that you're blocking. Sometimes there, there is phys, uh, physical information that will come through, you know, a change in diet or there's um, some energy that needs to be released. And other, other times, it's, um, quite often, it's a subconscious block and a fear, a resistance. Um, to whatever it is that you are looking to create in your world. So in the case of the woman who wanted to become pregnant, you know, there, there could have been a series of illusions around there around, am I worthy to be a mother? And looking at what motherhood really looked like for her, you know, perhaps what her own mother was for her or a mother's mother. And it's not always about this lifetime, it's also other lifetimes. Um, often I've had clients who've had very traumatic childbirth experiences, either for themselves being birthed, or in giving birth, and uh, that can bring up a lot of blocks around the whole idea of being pregnant and giving birth, and the last time I did that, meaning like in another lifetime, you know, the horror, the death, the grieving that occurred with that particular experience can, can block one's ability to conceive. So that's just one, one example um, of how you can work in the records. And the shifting, the healing, can, it takes place in so many different ways. Sometimes um, I'm guided to take them into a healing space and the other part of them, if it's another lifetime, will come forward to work with the, my person and my client in present time to bring forward the information they need, the blessings that they're ready for, or to help shift the energy from their bodies. Um, other times it's simply through breathing and um, activating my client's um, intention, you know, asking them questions as to what they're ready to release. And if they get a yes, then they release it. So um, the healing is always an interesting aspect. I never quite know how it's going to occur. <laughs> and I'm just going to continue with this theme because it's an important one, I think, and that is the whole uh, concept of, of when um, a baby is born and the, and the incarnation of the spirit into, mm. into the physical form within the mother also at that moment of, of death as well, which are probably two of the most powerful mm-hmm. energetic moments in, uh, in our lifetime. So, so mm-hmm. what, have you, what have you worked through in terms of, of the spiritual aspect of, of the child coming in through the mother? Mm. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's such a rich area to explore. Um, well, often what I find with a lot of my clients, they, um, they're coming up with uh, sometimes anxieties or um, they're carrying a lot of energies that don't really make sense to them in the physical world. And when I look at it energetically through their records, um, they've actually brought in or they were bathed in emotions while they're in their mother's womb. 
and they picked up energies just as they did, you know, through the nutrients that she shared with them. They were also receiving her emotions, her upset, her fears, her nerves. Um, you know, many of my clients uh, have come in um, through uh, mothers who weren't prepared to have another baby. There were financial stresses or emotional distress and, you know, the thoughts of, I can't have another baby or I don't want this baby. I don't want to be in this marriage and now I'm, in, I'm having another baby so I don't have a choice. You know, this is from, you know, several decades ago. Um, and so these, these clients come in with the idea that they're a burden, um, that they're a pain, that they're not wanted. And even though, you know, when they're born, their mother smothers them and loves them and, and does everything she can to love them, you know, how it can once you're here, you're here, right? But they energetically still resonate with the idea that they weren't wanted. And so that's one way. And then obviously you have the opposite where, you know, you're just cherished and adored and there's a lot of excitement. So a lot of the energies that a mother carries through um, through her physical body definitely impact not just the physical body of the baby but also their emotional and mental and spiritual you know their bodies and their spiritual connection too it's very interesting um, also, there also must be a tremendous um, number of, of circumstances where in terms of family relationships where there's Akashic record involvement in past lives and so on that mm-hmm. explains some of the current <laughs> challenges that we face Yes, <laughs> yes, because um, I don't really believe in karma per se. I think we've kind of evolved beyond that. <laughs> you know, the, I, the idea of the eye for the eye kind of thing. I really believe that we now do make agreements that we put into our soul's blueprint and that when we incarnate, we still get a choice as to are we going to play those out or are we going to change them or are we going to not fulfill them. You know, we're still having free will to explore. But many of the times I do feel that we do connect with other beings, you know, soul, family members or others, and we play different roles for each other. And, uh, you know, I've had a client in a very, you know, very connected to somebody else in a family, not necessarily a loving relationship, but the agreement that they had at the soul level was that one, that one family member would offer the other the frequency of forgiveness to really understand what forgiveness felt like. And in order to do that, he had to give her something to forgive. And so it's really interesting how even, we often have, you know, people we feel immediate connection to and we have no physical way or logical way of explaining it because it's not logical. You know, the soul can't be described in a logical way because it's not, it's beyond logic, it's beyond words. (laughs) Um, and, uh, And often those, you know, those kinds of connections uh, because they're at the soul level, there's a soul connection there. Um, but yeah, I've had uh, you know mothers and daughters come back as husbands and wives and sisters and all kinds of different <laughs> different ways of playing and relating with each other. Um, I've had clients whose fathers uh, were their children in another lifetime, so they're not always necessarily immediately close relatives. But I've had quite a few. <laughs> And, and, and when you, when you um, bring this information forward in the session, how do people typically respond to finding out some connection with a, a loved one in this lifetime with a different relationship in a past lifetime? What, what's mm. their typical response? Well, typically, uh, the reason it's coming up, the past life is coming up because it helps the person to release whatever they need to release in here and now. So often it will come up and it kind of gives them a sense of, oh, that's why. Like it allows them to relax. Like logically, their mind understands why that person is so needy because in another lifetime, 
um, the, the person I'm working with left that child behind. Uh, you know, it might have been whatever reason, but that child then felt abandoned, rejected, and lost. So in this lifetime, it might be the child is now reincarnated as the father, and the child is, you know, <laughs> my client is like, he, you know, he's just so needy and he's just never secure and he's always worried. And, and when they can see that other perspective, that information actually helps them to let go of the resistance and to allow the energy shifts to occur that need to occur so that more harmony, not necessarily changing the father or the other person's perspective, but changing my client's perspective. And that's where healing can begin. Because if the, if the relationship's really charged and suddenly, you know, one of the people in the relationship isn't responding in the same way, in a very different way, then the pattern has to change and the relationship will evolve. That's a really, really good way of putting it. So, so here's a big question. Um, so all the work that you've done with the Akashic Records and, and, and individuals working within the Akashic Records, is it your sense that there is some sort of overall organizing principle that, that uh, is running this, or is it all an individual stroke collective uh, mm. thing that we're all involved in? Oh, what a great question. Um, well, I do see that we have individual records and individual, you know, soul, soul energies, and that, but these are all feedback, as it were, into, um, into what you might call God energy, or, you know, the group of overseeing deities, or whatever you want to use as, you know, the term of, of source, creator of all that is. And so my sense is that, yes, we extend from God as individual souls, and then our souls actually extend as individual rays into different incarnations, different experiences in the physical realm as well as in other dimensions, times, and spaces. And these individual rays, it's almost like a, 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 the sun. You know, we, we have you know, multiple rays from the sun. They're all part of the same soul, but they're having individual experiences in different times and spaces. And they're feeding wisdom, experience, knowledge all back into that oversoul and that oversoul, oversoul energy, I, my sense is it then brings that energy, that wisdom, that experience back into that group energy of, you know, creative all that is. So my sense is that as souls, we are continuously evolving and expanding just as God is. That there is actually no defined limit around any of us, including God, <laughs> and that um, as we extend, you know, this human experience is a, a wonderful way to explore, experience, and master certain things, and we bring that information back to our oversoul, and then bring that back to God. So it's this continuous um, inflow of information and experience and um, exploration. I don't know if that's making sense. Lucy, that's a, that's a lovely answer. I like it very much. Thank yeah, it's you. hard to put into words though, isn't it? <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. That was great. We're coming up to our second break. Uh, it's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Having me today, Alicia Isaacs Howes, who's uh, talking to us about the Akashic Record and your own soul story. So, Alicia, before we go any further, just let our listeners know your own websites and how they can connect with you if you've got any events coming up, any books coming out. Just uh, tell our listeners about yourself in that sense. Oh, thank you. Yes, please come visit. I'm at yoursoulstory.com, and you can download a free gift to help you start working with a pain point or any kind of sticky issue in your life right now and it's a journaling exercise and a guided meditation so um, I'd love to share that with as many of you as possible and yes I'm teaching the Akashic Records or Soul Stories in uh, again I just taught it last weekend so I'm, I'm planning the schedule but there'll be another one in April time another level one class and uh, level two and level three throughout the rest of the year and, uh, yeah, I've got lots of coaching programs coming up, and uh, I'll be launching those in the next few weeks. So, thank and that's you. all available on your website, yoursoulstory.com? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, you just mentioned health. Let's go back to health. And what, one of the questions I'm dying to ask you <laughs> is, uh, is when, when people uh, have a particular illness, let's, let's use uh, cancer as the example. Yes. When people have a particular illness, are you seeing when you go into the Akashic Records for different people some similarities in the Akashic Record energies relative to the disease or illness they have? Absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. Um, what I've found is that there, are, there might be individual nuances, but um, particularly with cancer, um, I, what I've found as a common denominator is the idea that the person's come in. It's almost like they come in with a job description, perhaps even before they're born, to be the healer in the family or to be the glue in a marriage. Um, and when they come in and they perceive there's pain or upset or anxiety around them, they think it's their job to, to handle that, even though it's somebody else's. 
they and they energetically emotionally sponge it up and they bring that energy in because they're little they don't know what to do with it at that point you know they're infants or toddlers so they just try to energetically sponge it up but they don't know what to do with it they're not ready for that and that's actually not their job and so their body stores it away because it doesn't know what to do with it and what i found is that um for i've worked with several people with cancer that um, it's always associated with in some way either blocking the flow of energy that's their own energy and taking on the energy of others. So they're out of sync with the divine flow of rhythmic interchange and the divine flow of energy. And um, it's a misaligned, um, um, a misaligned responsibility for the health and well-being of others and not being responsible for their own health, happiness and well-being. You know, that others are more important than they are. A lot of healers, intuitives, um, will be resonating with this, I'm sure. You know, if we're a healer, we, we think it's our job to, to fit, you know, help somebody else. And if they don't heal, then we didn't do enough. We didn't go deep enough. We didn't hold the space long enough. And it becomes, you know, that we're not enough. And so we put more and more energy into it and become exhausted. And really and truly, I know you know this, Peter, <laughs> nobody can heal anyone else. The only person you can heal is the person themselves. Um, we can totally open up a space and offer guidance and hold, hold the light for that person, but it's up to them as to whether they're going to receive it, integrate it, or you know, release or whatever it is that they're looking to do. So yes, with cancer, I've definitely seen a very common energy pattern. Um, yeah. yeah, that's been my experience. Have you seen too. that in your work? Oh, absolutely, and and yeah. exactly what you've just said is is the common theme. Not always, but but certainly the the people I've worked with 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 uh, serious terminal cancer, some of whom have recovered, some of whom have not, mm-hmm. is this notion that they have become they have literally become the the energy pool, or the, as you said, the mm. sponge for the family dynamics which are dysfunctional, and they take it all on themselves. They're all beautiful, loving people, mm-hmm. but it's a mis mm-hmm. misguided love actually that they, yes. they focus on. And as you say, they have to decide whether they can work through that or not. So in, in those circumstances, what are you actually saying to them from the Akashic Record? Um, it varies for the, for the client, but what I've got, for example, for one particular client, I, I shared with her where I saw the pattern had begun, and it began very early on with her own you know, parents' marriage. And um, you know, I was able to give her... Sometimes the logical mind needs proof, like validation. So I was able to, to describe to her certain scenes or ways that she had experienced life growing up where she felt that she um, had to fix things because other people were in pain or arguing or you know, there was abuse or whatever it might have been. And so once she had that logical understanding, her mind was able to go to the background. And then what we were able to do in the Akashic Records is then uh, look at how else it might have shown up in her life, like after toddlerhood or whatever, um, and, and then help her to start clearing that energetically. So literally talking to every single cell of the body sometimes, it's not in every healing, but often you know, just addressing the cells of the body, which are also these little you know, beautiful cells of divine consciousness, just as we are as souls, uh, divine sparks of divine consciousness, so are our cells. And so we can address them through the Akashic Records and remind them, you know, let them know that, you know, this pattern is now ready to be cleared. You've done your job really well. So it's now time to release that energy and bring in, you know, whatever energy is more in alignment with that person's most joyous path at that time. 
And uh, it always looks different. It's always a little bit different with healing or light or breathing. Or um, sometimes I've had to have our clients, especially with cancer, I've had to give them permission to swear and scream and, and talk out loud their anger, their upset that they never felt they could express. Um, and just let it out. So it's almost like a therapy session, <laughs> but there's more going on than just the talking. There's energy shifting and uh, new energy coming in. So. Uh, that's a, that's a that's a great a great explanation. Thank you. That's exactly how I I feel in the work that we yeah? do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, wonderful. Wow. So, so let's move <laughs> I think on. We're doing and, the same kind one, of thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the things you you've mentioned relationships and health. We've talked about those two things. One of the other things you mentioned which is really important to people, is money and how that fits into this picture. Mm, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, um, I would love, I don't know how much time we have. Do we have a two or three minute um, slot left? I could share something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got exactly um, because that, I'd yeah. like to share an activation um, that will really help you and your listeners to really feel um, the truth of who we are, but then also connect to the truth about money, the divine truth about money, and just that I think will help shift some things. So, um, if so what I'm going to suggest actually, uh, so we don't get blocked up by the next break. Why don't you talk about it now, and then when we come yes. back after the break, we'll do the actual activation. Oh then. yes, How's okay, that? wonderful. Yes. So what I found is that often, you know, many of us have money stories, and globally, you know, look at what's happening to our financial systems globally. Um, so money is a reflection to us of where we are flowing or not flowing with divine energy. And so if we, for example, are not fully in our power, are not comfortable with our gifts or are not expressing them, you know, money will be blocked too because we're not fully in our power. We're, not, we're literally leaving money on the table is another way of putting it. <laughs> but we're not tapping into that, you know, endless, um, uh, bottomless, uh, infinite well of abundance through our own gifts, through our own wisdom. And so it will show up as, um, you know, jobs that, you know, we never get too far, you know, the promotion never works out or that new job never quite shows up. And it, part of it is the energy of when we're applying for the promotion or the new job. If we're not fleeing our power, that's going to come through the application form. That's going to come through the interview. And it, we're not going to be matching up with what our true potential is. Um, of, oftentimes trust issues, not trusting Others not trusting ourselves, not trusting God, can show up in the not trusting money. So when we get it, it, it slips through our fingers. When we get it, we have to hoard it because we never know if we, we're going to have it when we really need it. Um, or it's just never there when we need it. Um, so w there are very common pa patterns that happen to a lot of us, you know, not being in our power, not trusting ourselves. A feeling of not being worthy is kind of linked to those two as well. But if we're feeling unworthy and we're not willing to receive, how can we bring more money in? If energetically we're putting out the vibration, I am unworthy, I do not deserve this, or I do not deserve more than this, or I do not deserve more than my fair share, we're automatically putting a limit on what source can bring us through opportunities, new relationships, um, as well as uh, ideas and inspiration, as well as money. So money patterns will show up to reflect to us where we're blocking um, the flow of energy in our own lives. It's a fascinating area. <laughs> well, it is, and it's interesting that a lot of people that I'm, I know, you know, in the metaphysical community, very gifted 
abilities mm-hmm. psychically and sensitivity wise really really struggle around money well all the vows of poverty that they yes. have made in other lifetimes yes and the mass consciousness or you know the religious idea that you know this distortion obviously it's not really that the catholic church for example preaches this but people have somehow misinterpreted things in the bible that money is the root of all evil and that you um you know that i definitely had this belief that if i got if i was too wealthy I would get distracted by the material world and I would lose my spiritual connection. So in order to do what I really felt I was here to do, I had to limit my material wealth. And what that did is that I then had to work harder to pay my bills. I couldn't do more of my intuitive work because, you know, I was doing this other stuff. I was drained. I was exhausted. (laughs) Um, And I I was worried about how to pay my bills. You know, how was I going to get, you know, the things I wanted for my children? And so, actually, I was wasting a lot of energy, and I certainly wasn't bringing in the energy that would allow me to be all that I came here to be and to serve all those here that I wish to serve. So it's a, it's a huge detriment to any of you who are listening, you are healers, intuitives, um, you know, energy workers, light workers in any way, shape, or form. Your money story, you came here to be abundant in every single way, and with the support of money, and with that beautiful flow of divine energy moving in and out of your life, that you can bring it in and you can then share it. Um, it it's only going to serve you, your work, and your clients. Beautiful. I actually Thank you. had somebody say, what about the starving people in Africa? How can I ask God for more money when there are people starving? And we worked through a little clearing, but um, what happened is that by not moving ahead herself, by not embracing all that she's here to do and, and accepting this divine support that she already deserves, she was blocking her ability to help those children. You know, if she had more money than she needed, she could contribute to a charity, she could visit there, she could put into place programs, she could do all kinds of things, like, but denying money for herself didn't help anybody, certainly didn't help those children. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Lucy, we're coming up to our final break, and uh, just to let our listeners know that we will be doing a little process immediately after our return from this break. So if you are driving or operating any machinery, then just take a two- or three-minute break uh, when we return after this break so that you can join in and set yourself free from any limitations you have around worthiness. Spirit Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I have with me today Alicia Isaacs-Howes, who works very closely and directly with the Akashic Records, and she is going to lead us in a little activation process right now for two or three minutes. So please, if you are driving or have been driving, just pull over for a couple of minutes and just have a quiet moment. Um, and everybody else who's listening, just take your time to tune in with Alicia as she leads us through this process now. Over to you, Alicia. Thank you, Peter. So welcome, everyone. I'm going to invite you right now to come into sacred space with me one of the easiest ways to do that is to come into your heart center, that place right in the middle of your chest, just to the right of your physical heart. And to help you do this, you may want to place a hand or both hands over this spot in the middle of your chest and imagine that you're breathing in and out through your heart center with no need to change your rhythm, just breathing easily, naturally following your breath, which is your connection to spirit. And as you breathe in and out through your heart center, you're dropping into the place where truth resides. And it is from your heart that everything that you receive in this activation can easily, gracefully, and completely flow through the rest of your body. The heart is the very first organ to form in the embryo not the brain it is the heart and it is from the heart that today you will create these shifts wonderful so I invite you to receive the energy of these words and the energy behind the words to whatever degree it resonates for you putting into energetic storage anything that you wish to process later and discarding anything that just doesn't feel right. You are a being of energy. Without energy, you simply wouldn't be here right now listening to these words. Energy is moving through the air with a sound that's moving into the ears and your bones, the bones in your ears and then up into your brain. And if your heart were to stop, you'd be given an electric shock to bring you back. So just relax knowing that right now you are a being of energy. And energy comes from source. And source is infinite. Just breathe that in. You are a being of energy. Energy comes from source. And source is infinite. 
And if you are energy and energy comes from source, then you too come from source. And you are also infinite. Just breathe that in. That you are a being of infinite energy. And you chose to be here in this finite realm to explore, experience, and expand your mastery of this physical 3D planet. And while you're in this space, I'd like to invite you to also receive the divine truth about money. Money is energy. It shows up as paper, as coins, as electronic digits. And energy comes from source, and source is infinite. So if money comes from source, and you come from source, and source is infinite, then you and money and source are all one and the same. And you are all infinite. Just breathe that in. And if you're willing from this moment forward to breathe in that truth, you can breathe out any and all illusions that you are not enough, that you will never have enough, and that you are not doing enough. Just breathing in the truth that you are already enough, and you are infinite. Then when you're ready, taking a nice deep breath to bring your awareness back to this moment in time with Peter on the radio. Well, thank you, Lucy. That was, that was lovely. This feels really good. Mm, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'd like to have hung uh, out there a little longer, but I know... Oh, I know, yeah. We could have gone on for a long time. <laughs> time is one of our limited resources, but yeah. really money isn't. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> So we've only got uh, two or three minutes left. Now, before we, we finish, I did want to ask you the question about the Akashic Records in terms of the present time and even in the future and how mm-hmm. we can work with them to help us in this now moment from yes. the future, in fact. Well, the truth is that there is only the here and now, and we create this illusion of time to help us process things in linearly, you know, logical fashion. But at the soul level, in the Akashic Records, there is only the eternal moment. So when you open up your records, you can choose to explore your future and you can look at yourself, you know, 12 months, five years from now, and you can explore, you know, who you've become, what wisdom you've attained, uh, how you've grown and what needed to shift in order to become that person. And then you can literally bring or ask your record keepers to help you bring that energy and align with it here and now in this physical space, in this physical time. Because timing is an illusion. You don't have to wait five years to have become that person. <laughs> um, and things will shift. New insights will come up, new inspirations. You'll have got ideas about people you needed to connect with or what you needed to stop or let go. And you'll feel that energetically in your cells because you'll have breathed it in and anchored it into your DNA. And it's pretty amazing um, the way that you can shift very gracefully and easily and uh, not only connect to your future self, but expand what is possible for you in the future. Because if you bring that wisdom in from five years in the future, you bring it into here and now, and five years from now, you're going to be even wiser or more experienced. So you kind of expand your potential in that way. So you actually have a synergistic expansion with yourself, actually. Yes. 
Yes, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's very hard sometimes to explain. It's always better to experience. Um, but yeah, I, I've this is you know I wouldn't be here with you today if I hadn't used some of the tools I'm talking about. I know that I would still be sitting in my room waiting for the phone to ring, telling God that I was ready to serve. <laughs> um, but things have changed um, by working more actively in the records. So yeah. Well, thank goodness they have. <laughs> and we're, well, we're out of time <laughs> it's, uh, it's gone really quickly and I really have appreciated your wisdom today you've done a wonderful job of explaining this to our listeners and I really appreciated your time thank you so much you are welcome thank you it's a wonderful place to be with you thank you and really interestingly um, next week my guest is Jim Self who's returning to the show and Jim I think probably gives the best explanation I've heard of the difference between the third, fourth and, and fifth dimensions and his latest book is actually called What Do You Mean the Third Dimension is Going Away? Why Now is the Time to Release Who You Are Not and Remember Who You Are? And I think the work that Alicia is doing is very much aligned with what Jim is talking about, which is bringing everything into this present moment in the here and now from all realms and dimensions to uh, assist us on this wonderful journey that we're on. So I look forward to Jim coming next week. really enjoyed today with Alicia. I hope you did as well. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tongue for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.